You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brains, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, brought to you by Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats, check in with them. If you need seats to any kind of live event, you can make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let the Vivid Seats app help you get to that live event. Enter promo code KICKOFF at checkout to receive a discount of up to $100. All right. Welcome aboard, Vivid Seats. Uh, I'm your host, AJ Andrews of jasonacouch.com. Back from my whirlwind tour of Toronto and back on on the on the mic in the studio uh it 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 was a great experience in toronto like i mean you know anytime you can you can take a trip to toronto it's it's pretty good so that weekend went above and beyond and i want to i want to thank everyone who made that a possibility everyone who came out to the blue jays game uh leslie X24, Liv, John from Jersey, uh, Victoria, Megan, Shauna, Gab. It was a pleasure meeting you all at the game. Um, to friend of sh- friend of the show, friend of real life, uh, Keegan Matheson for letting me stay on his couch the entire time. Uh, thank you to The Midnight for an amazing freaking concert at the Danforth Music Hall. Freaking awesome. Thank you to Toronto Mike for having me on uh, for a solid 90 minutes of real talk that that got pretty real. Uh, I, you know, it's mentioned on that podcast, but I did cry. I did cry a fair bit, you know, couldn't really help it talking about some of the stuff we talked about. And thank you to... All the, all the great places I ate in Toronto. It was just a great experience. I I needed a weekend like that. And I, I'm, again, so thankful to everyone. Um, and we will we will get into more more stuff. I I'm saving I've been saving the Tim Mesa for the second episode that we're going to do today. So we're going to talk about other stuff around the Blue Jays before then. And we're also going to preview the Baltimore series in the second episode. So this one's going to be focused more on the Yankee series, more on me. <laughs> Shock. It's my freaking podcast. I'm going to talk about me on it, of course. And going to talk about some things that emerged from that Yankee series. And who knows? We might get Kitty co-host in on this. Kitty co-host is with me on the desk but she is sleeping peacefully for now see (laughs) definitely does not want to be disturbed so kitty co-host will probably be silent for this episode but we'll we'll see we'll see how how much she wants to say on jacob waggis back but but anyway um yeah uh, Friday was my first game at the Rogers Center since May of 2017. 
when Marco Estrada was starting against Sam Gaviglio. I know. So long ago. Uh, it, it was it was pretty good. I lined up probably way too early. I, uh, I, I came down to the Rogers Center with Keegan and was kind of just bumming around for a little bit. Uh, playing Pokemon Go and debating whether or not I was going to go to the pint. Um, ended up not doing it. Ended up just sitting and waiting in line and <laughs> hoping that my phone would hold out for the entire day. It did, which is great. Uh, got in, got got the flight deck spot pretty quickly because I was not gonna be sitting up in the in the five hundreds for this. I'm sorry. Like I've I've seen games in the five hundreds before. They are they're all right, but you need to have like a large group of friends to really enjoy the five hundreds or or be with a family or something like that. It's not a I'm just gonna buy a random ticket level. That's that's not what that that is about. And got in, got my zombie bobblehead, which my partner is very thrilled about, um, to add to the Halloween decor. I'm, I'm thrilled because it means I actually have something out and Blue Jays related. So that's a plus. And settled in there, um, met up with, uh, a friend of the show and now friend in real life, uh, at Leslie underscore nope. She was great, um, almost acting as like an unofficial hostess. She was she was amazing, and you know uh, the little the little motley crew that emerged when when we were watching from the flight deck. Uh, it it is something that I I personally have missed from baseball. A lot of my baseball watching nowadays is is solitary. I'm either doing it at home or doing it at work and it baseball's better when you have that kind of kind of community aspect to it when you have people that are taking it in at the same time again you know john from jersey um shout out to him he will never hear this um a yankees fan who's next to us um x24 actually started bringing him into the conversation leslie started bringing him into the conversation and he became a valuable counter to to the rest of us who were all like you know sweating and dying with the blue jays and john was there just like just like to offer offer the counter and, and be like you know canely's gonna be all right autovino's gonna come in he's worried about autovino i'm like you should be worried about autovino turned out to be correct and you know, it it was, it was, you know, just just something I I miss I miss greatly about being in Toronto is being able to do that on a regular basis and and just go and and you know have a chill day at the ballpark and you know I I'd love to do it more often if not for the cost which. I, I will say that was probably the most negative thing. And, and it wasn't even like the food was a problem. Like like my supper for the night, I ended up going to Lou Rawls' um, stall and getting like the pulled pork poutine. And it, it was good. Like the use of chicken gravy with the pork is probably the right call. And it turned out pretty well. I, got, I did that. I got like a souvenir cup of Coke Zero. 
and with tip that worked out to 25 bucks. I'm like, all right, that's, that's a fair enough price. Um, $14 for a can of cider isn't, that's ridiculous. Like that's, that's literally like a $250 markup on what I could have gotten at the LCBO. That's, that's insane. Like that, that should not be, I, that, that makes it really tough. And I know alcohol's not necessary to enjoy a game, but it's, it's things like that that are just like, ugh, it kind of, kind of takes you out a little bit. And I, I didn't really try anything else. I didn't really want to leave my spot. Had that, had that first row flight deck spot, um, which turned out to be the perfect vantage point to see that game winning home run from Bo Bichette, who, you know, long after a lot of people had left. And I, I was surprised how many people actually did stay through that point. I mean, I guess the thunderstorms in the area helped. But, you know, it was a very worthy send-off for, for all those fans who did tough it out and, and did stick around to try and see the Blue Jays actually pull this off against the Yankees. And, you know, you, you don't really capture the the awkwardness of Bo's swing on that on that home run ball from center field but you know you you capture the moment of just just kind of willing that ball over the fence and and trying to squeak it out and it it turned out to be the perfect capper to a a very long day a, a day where i got like you know 2 hours sleep I, again that was that was the day i had just flown in so y'all heard how tired I was on, on those Thursday, Friday episodes. I was still that tired for that game. So it, it was a proper way, way to send me off and, you know, go go off to sleep immediately after. So a great experience. Again, I, I'm very hopeful that I can do it again next year and maybe actually see more than one game at a time. But we shall see in the future. Also in the future, we will be talking about some of the pitching in that series. And that will be brought to you by our friends at Postmates. Postmates is back whenever you need anything, whether it's, you know, a bunch of chin smashes at 4 p.m. Or a hangover breakfast at 8 a.m. Or a bag of Doritos at 1 a.m. Postmates is your answer it's your personal food delivery, grocery delivery, whatever delivery service, all year round, 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. It will bring you what you need because it's the largest on-demand network in the United States. Offers delivery from all the restaurants, grocery stores, convenience stores, retailers, whatever you need. You don't have to go there. You just download the app on iPhone or Android for free and you can browse and track your delivery in real time. And for a limited time, Postmates is actually giving listeners of this podcast $100 free $100 for you in delivery credit for your first seven days with the app. So to start your free deliveries, you just download it, use the code locked on, and that gets that hundo in your account and and it's yours to use however you need to for the first seven days. So anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with the code locked on. You are locked on Blue Jays. 
your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And we are back. Kite co-host has buried her head under her paw as she tries to sleep through this episode of Locked On Blue Jays. Going to quickly talk about the pitching because we're, we're going to get into the pitching a little more in the second episode today. Again, we'll be talking about Tim Meza. And this is gonna this is gonna be a pitching heavy day. There there's not a lot really to talk about with the hitting. The hitting was good. Bob was great. Um some players who needed performances got performances. Richard Urania was really good. We'll probably talk about Urania later on this week. Just about his chance of actually sticking around and making next year's team. Um and Randall Grichik had that two home run day on Sunday. Again, a necessary performance for him. Three home runs in the series against the Yankees, so that's good. But I did want to focus on the pitching. First of all, Anthony Kaye probably shouldn't have been charged for five earned runs. That was a bit harsh. Um, that that throwing error by Grichuk in the fourth inning was, was not on Kaye. Granted, they, the Yankees were knocking him around the park and just bloating that ERA up. I'm going to be very interested to see what Kay has in this upcoming series, which we will also be talking about in the second episode today. See, seeing what he can do against a Baltimore team that's probably more at his comp- competitive level right now. So, I mean, basically a double-A team. So, uh, Saturday was bad. I, I... I'm sorry I could not bring my mojo into that game, but it, it wasn't going to help. Jacob Wagaspak was getting knocked around the park. Seven runs, two walks in three and two-thirds innings. Didn't didn't get charged for many of the runs, but that's fine because Brock Stewart did that instead, giving up six earned runs in two innings. And I know he had to go out there and soak it up because so many arms were used in that Blue Jays bullpen on Friday. But it... it it was just ugh. It, it showed it showed you why the Dodgers kind of let him go. Um, it's it's a performance that will not endear him to a lot of people. Justin Schaefer also got hit hard, and you can argue that got his ERA back to a more in line with his uh, fielding independent pitching. But I don't think it's going to diminish Schaefer in the long run. I think he still has a good shot to make that twenty twenty Blue Jays bullpen. Um, Elvis Luciano made an appearance after handing Clayton Richard his birthday present of a release from Toronto. Did all right, pitched a scoreless inning, which is great. Shows he's active, shows he's healthy, shows he will remain in the Blue Jays organization and probably be in Double A New Hampshire next season. Uh, actually, Double A is probably too high. He'd probably be in Dunedin. He'll still be on the forty-man roster, but he'll he'll be down there like lengthening out and and starting to work work on his starting stuff and and seeing if he can be an option for the Blue Jays in the future when you know they they need those depth starters essentially and I don't think you'll be burning option years by doing that so we shall see there um the bullpen on a whole was excellent I mean what they did in the Friday game (laughs) they they pitched seven and two thirds scoreless innings, 
all all eight of them combined. And, you know, Wilmer Font showing he can still do stuff in relief. Sam Cavilio with a couple of scoreless innings, three scoreless innings in the series for him. Um, Derek Law continues to look good. And I, I, I think, you know, considering I said DFA Derek Law earlier this season, I think he's earned a spot on that 2020 Blue Jays bullpen as well, just with this increased curveball usage. So it the turnaround's been remarkable, but Derek's in there as the eighth, eighth inning man probably next year. And then I want to I want to finish up by talking about TJ Zoik. Uh TJ had five and a third innings. It it would have been, you know, good enough for a start. He had Wilmer Font going ahead of him, but that that was a strong start against a a still dangerous Yankees team. Like like we said going into it, yeah, they have a bunch of injuries, but they still have DJ LeMahieu and Glaber Torres and Aaron Judge and DD Gregorius and in Saturday's game, the the time machine version of Brett Gardner. But Zoic went out there and and wasn't intimidated, kept doing his stuff. Uh five hits, three walks. Not great, but the five strikeouts is really nice for a pitcher who's not really known as a strikeout guy, more of a pitch-to-contact guy. Uh, he he did get 11 swinging strikes in that game, which is a, a nice mark for him. Like, he he doesn't get a, get a lot of those. And, you know, for, for a guy who's already being penciled in for that 2020 rotation, it looks like he's comfortable enough facing ALE's foes that... He won't be intimidated immediately, and the Blue Jays can can think they have a chance throwing him out there on the mound. So, I was happy with that performance. I was again, I was happy with a lot of the performances of the Blue Jays on the weekend. So, that was really good to see. And and that's all you want at this stage of the season is just you want to see some good performances. You want to see some hope for the future. You want to see guys still competing, and it's clear they are. So, that that was very heartening to see. And I hope to see more of it as we go on for the final couple weeks of the season. And as we bring this episode to a close, just want to remind you uh, that if you're not following me on Twitter, I am so out of practice. If you're not following me on Twitter, I will be amazed if that is the case. But if you aren't, follow me at A underscore J underscore Andrews on there. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb. Um, again, if you haven't checked out my episode of Toronto Mike'd that dropped on Sunday, I've been linking that all over the place. Mike's been linking that all over the place. Um, I I would encourage you to check it out because uh, if you read my article about coming out, I mean, there there's, there's a lot of emotion I guess that that kind of gets left on the table and and talking about everything and talking about all the steps and everything it it definitely came out in that episode so if you got the time give it a listen and you know you'll you'll hear a bit more about my story and who I am and and where I'm going hopefully so check that out at torontomike.com uh, subscribe to the podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, 
Himalaya, however you get podcasts. Make sure you don't miss an episode. Follow it on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. You can find Locked On Blue Jays on there to make sure you don't miss an episode. And yeah, we will be back at you a little later today. So for everyone at the Locked On Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm AJ Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. And y'all take care.